Welcome to another episode of Discipleology, a podcast where we talk about all things discipleship. I promise you the weather said it was going to be warmer than it is right now, but we decided to film this one outside around a campfire. Chris and Mary, today we're going to talk about purpose. What is our purpose in life? What is God's will for our life? Uh, growing up, I grew up in a church that the canned answer was our our will is just to glorify God. And that never really set very well with me. I don't, I don't know what that means to glorify God. So turning to Genesis 1, uh, which my, my former pastor used to say, uh, Genesis 1 was the most read chapter of the Bible because everybody starts at the beginning and then by the time they get to chapter two, they've fallen off. But uh, verse 28, Genesis 1, 28, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. So our blessing is in that, Genesis chapter one. So Chris and Amy, let's talk about what- Mary. It was Mary for the last podcast. (laughs) You said Amy. Did I really just throw an Amy on there? Yeah, you did. Hey, you call me whatever, fine. (laughs) Chris and Mary, let's talk about purpose. What is God calling us to do? Man, that is a really broad question, but one that demands an answer. I think we hear it a lot specifically when people are facing big life changes, when they're trying to decide what job should I take? Should I marry this person or not? Uh, and we'll hear, well, what is what is God's will? I think often we think about it as this mysterious thing to be discovered. And yet, like you said, in Genesis 1, we've already kind of been tasked with this is God's purpose. This is God's purpose to be fruitful and multiply. Also, we see in Matthew 28, we see the, the great commission to go f- forth and and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And so I think rather than being so concerned about the situations of God's will, it seems that God is far more concerned with who we are becoming and that that finding our, his will is really to find ourselves in him, to be delighted in him, uh, and then to take those steps with him. I agree. I yeah. agree. I think we just summed it. I think Mary <laughs> All right, just summed sure. it up. We're, we're done here. Yeah. Oh, no. There's more to be said. <laughs> no, I, I think, you know, one thing that I hear quite a bit is that uh miss the will of God. Yeah. That I miss the will of God or I'm not in the perfect will of God. And I think that's such a misnomer because, as Mary said, it's not a one-moment snapshot. Do I take this job? Do I take that job? Do I marry this person? Do I marry that person? You know, that's that's not really what it is. I mean, I look at it look at it as the great commandment and the great commission. You know, we're to love the Lord with, with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, and and to love our neighbors and then to go and make disciples. And you can do that with this job or you can do it with that job. You can probably do it if you marry this person or if you don't marry or if you whatever that is, God will use the circumstances that we find ourselves in, whichever door we take, door one, two or three to um, love the Lord, love your neighbors, and uh, make disciples. Yeah, I think it was Ellie Holcomb that had a friend in college that said she was deciding between two different paths. And she's, and her friend said, can you glorify and love God with path A? And Ellie said, of course I can. Of course, I should, I should do path A. And then she said, well, hold on, path B, can you glorify and love God with, with path B. And she said, well, of course, maybe I should do path B. And our friend just said, great. If you can, 
glorify and love God in either path, then just choose one. Like there's not some mystic plan out there that we're all trying to follow, but our purpose is to love God and glorify him and love our neighbors. That seems really, really simple and yet really, really hard. Yeah, that's enough in itself as a purpose to keep us busy for our entire lives, to try to live every day faithfully, whether that's in the home uh, with our kids, with our spouse, or if that's in the world with our coworkers or within our church. Like there are just so many facets of life to surrender and to submit to God's authority. I know I haven't mastered them all. That is for sure. I have plenty more years ahead of me to continue to chase down that purpose. So then is it the chase that is what God desires? I think so. Yes. I think that God is asking us to take steps of faithfulness with him every day and that that is how he is sanctifying us, how he Mm. is making us more and more like Jesus. Chris, what do you think are some practical steps that the church could uh, do this better? I I think that's a good question. I mean, I have a hard enough time every morning picking out which cereal. (laughs) Making that choice <laughs> when when God said my my yoke is easy, mm. right? And I think we tend to pile on more things to people than God really wanted us to do. Um, you know, if you look at the command of Jesus, He made it simple: make disciples. And so, as a church, a lot of times we we make that really complicated, and we add expectations, and we add hurdles, and we add classes, and we add. All of these things, when, you know, if you're going to be in the will of God, if you're going to find your purpose, you have to do this, A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. And I think we can really simplify that for people and and make some of those decisions easier and obvious and not pile on so many weights to people as they're trying to find themselves in Jesus. Mm. It's focusing them on who Jesus is. And really going back to love God, love your neighbor and make disciples. And if we'll just, if we'll do that, people will have a much easier time finding their purpose. So if our purpose is both so easy and so hard, what are our gifts or how should we better use our gifts in the home to, to build up our family, build up our church body, right? Yeah. How, how can we use these better? Well, I think using the gifts that we've been given, which I think scripture is a huge gift that we've been given uh, that are not what we normally consider a gift when we're thinking about skills God has gifted us with. But we need to train up our children to be able to make these decisions without feeling the crushing weight of plan A, B, and C all pointing to faithfulness in Christ Mm -hmm. and not being able to choose one. Um, I think we can model that well. We can help them by talking through everyday decisions and helping them see the ways that they can glorify God in those, but really helping them set the path for their lifetime to see God's purpose clearly. I think another thing we need to do well is to model that our purpose really is disciple making. Um, We want our kids to be successful in everything. And so if our kids want to be in baseball, we want to do that. We want to do travel ball. We want to do soccer. We want to do gymnastics. Uh, and I think it's an, it's helpful as a parent to hear the reminder, you are responsible to build a child who is faithful to Christ, that it's more about your child being kind, being uh, a picture of Jesus than it is about them being 
successful or making all A's and getting scholarships that really we're seeking to build uh, the character of our children and not the achievements. And as someone who is very achievement driven, uh, that's a good word for me. Almost like a, an everyday theology is what we need. Would, yes, you, would you say we that? Do. We need yeah. an everyday theology. Somebody should write that book. Yeah, somebody they should. should. <laughs> you are right. <laughs> Chris, to me, this one feels like discipleship and pur- purpose go hand in hand. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, we talked about it in another podcast about how discipleship is learning. And we find our purpose and find our place in the world. Um, by by following right and learning from the people around us, learning from the 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 group that we're in, learning from mentors, learning from books that we read, and so uh, if you want to find the will of God, then um, seek out God, mm. and you know that's that's the only way to to do it. Are are there any churches out there that are doing this remarkably well? Discipleship, uh-huh. yeah, I, I think well, they're pur- purpose driven. Discipleship. Well, you just named Saddleback. I well, think sure, that's trademarked, sure. but yeah, to purpose driven. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I think there are a lot of churches that are doing doing a really good job of um, getting people in uh, discipleship groups and giving them some direction. I think um, Village Church in in Dallas has done an awesome job of kind of taking the Village Institute mm-hmm. and then marrying it together with the home groups. So you have a place where you can uh, obviously get knowledge, seek who God is, and then a place to live it out with the one and others in, in, in home groups. And so and I think we mentioned Saddleback, but Saddleback does a great job of the five purposes, living those out in our lives. Um, you know, how, how do we, how do we discover who we are through Jesus? So, yeah, I think there's some churches doing a great job. So if there are individuals out there that are looking and seeking for God's will in their life, advice to them is to go find a church in their community that's doing this well. Uh, yeah. I, even more than that, I would get into a small group of people that, um, are all working towards being more like Jesus, you know, getting into a, a gospel centered church. But then you're really going to um, kind of find your purpose when you're having those conversations with two or three other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mary, I, I try to lead my family. Um, hopefully I'm doing it well. Um, but are, are there some uh, practical things that a husband and wife should be doing together um, that would help their family lead a better, more purposeful life? Yeah, I think it always should start with prayer. Uh, The Holy Spirit is a wonderful guide for us. And often we like to step out and pretend like we don't need him, uh, but we certainly do. And so certainly uh, finding God's purpose and pursuing God, seeking him, seeking his will is is a process to be done on our knees. Um, And so prayer, I think reading scripture together, of course, continuing to uh, even just reading through the Beatitudes. Mm. Uh, I've been in those not too, too recently or recently. And uh, it is a tall order. I mean, it is not a lot of verses, but being called to be a peacemaker, being called to be meek or humble. uh, These are things that we can seek out uh, to be uh, be the hands and feet of Jesus, to be a picture of him. Uh, and as we seek him, just as, as Chris said, as we seek him together, I think we will be walking in his purposes. Just as uh, Psalm says, like, if you delight yourself 
in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. And that doesn't mean that God is a genie in a bottle and he's just going to like dole out things like Santa Claus, but it means that he's going to help align our heart's desires with his that our greatest desire will be him. And in that, we will be walking mm. in his purpose. I'm really thankful that she's on this podcast. <laughs> Me too. It's really good. Me too. Uh, I, I also recently have been studying in some Beatitudes, and um, I, I came across a contextual book on, um, you know, biblical times and culture there. But um Blessed are the mournful uh, was one that stuck out most recently to me. It is it is sad, sure, but it is mournful for what? It is mournful for the lost, mm-hmm. and I for will our sin right, and and it will bring comfort yes. right. And so, um, to me, a purpose driven life is yes, uh, being with Jesus, but at the same time, it is discipleship, it is evangelism, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, we will all be comforted as we are mourning for the lost. That's deep, Andrew. I know. It's I, good. I, it's because I read it in some book. I like yeah. it. Yeah, that did not come from me. I assure you. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Maybe you're watching. We're gonna go back inside and get warm now. But a couple of things, Mary. We talked very briefly. Everyday Theology. It's a great study. Tell us where we can find that. Yeah, at marycwiley.com or lifeway.com, anywhere books are sold. That's awesome. I highly recommend y'all picking up the book. It will bless you, I assure you. We will see you guys next week.